That's right, that's right. We are back on the RSG, the Ready, Set, Game podcast. This is Jake Talbert along with my co-host, Phil Addison in the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Phil, how are we doing this morning? Jake, I feel great. Got my morning cup of joe, my morning brown out of my Baylor University 2021 National Championship mug. It's good. It's a little bit cooler and crisp here in Atlanta this morning, Jake. About 65 degrees in the wake up. Going to go back up to 75. Sunny and 75 by Joe Nichols. One of my favorites. You're going to see that later today in Atlanta. No doubt. No doubt. I'm glad you mentioned Joe Nichols. He's a favorite of mine. Give me that girl in a red sundress. That That is a all-time classic, absolutely, from Joe Nichols. Speaking of cool, crisp, calm, and collected, we have got special guest Lucas Ed Hockley Magoon on the podcast today on the RSG. Luke Mangan live. We're taking the RSG to Fayetteville, actually maybe more intentionally Bentonville. Luke, give us an update from Bentonville. RSG, it is uh, it is good to be here. Uh, thankful to be with you guys, Phil, Jake, uh, two of my closest friends. Talking about cool and crisp, 54 in Bentonville. The air is cool. It's The sun is rising. It just looks good outside. It feels good. I'm inside. want to be outside. It'll be 74 by the end of the day. Uh, things are good in Bentonville, Arkansas. You know, not many of our, our listeners probably know this, but Luke Mangan, Gospel Skit, circa 2020, is the son of Phil Addison, Speed Bump, the son of Captain Fuselage. Phil, what do you think about this connection, having this come full circle here on the RSG? Jake, it's a great redemption story here. A lot of people are going to be excited to see Speed Bump and Fuselage back together. I'm so happy. We only are missing a few characters, but more specifically, my sweet, sweet wife from the gospel skit, not in real life, and Luke's mother in the gospel skit, now fiance, Grace Mulvaney, Rebecca Rocket. Uh, we do uh, wish that Jetstream was here this morning, but I'm excited to connect again uh, with Speed Bump. 100%. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to Rocket Dog and Echo, who we know has a voice like Adele. Uh, absolutely on that one. Hey, let's get a little bit of an update. Uh, you know, this week, uh, Phil, we had a big week in the classroom, midterm exam week in my class this week. Um, I was telling you yesterday, brought donuts for the class on exam day and was shocked by the number of people that were just going with the original glaze that were a little bit turned off by some of the specialty donuts. I know you're a specialty donut guy, Phil. What is your uh, favorite specialty donut? Jake, my go-to is the blueberry glaze donut. Nothing better than the blueberry glaze. I know, like our good friend Seth Locke, that Luke Mangan is a huge apple fritter guy. Luke, give us your favorite donut this morning. It's a good question. Phil, I I am also a huge fan of the blueberry glaze. I love the blueberry cake donut as well. Um, there is, there's a franchise called Ducks Donuts that I've just recently discovered, um, but they have a maple bacon donut. And it's got, I don't know what the topping is, um, but it's it's just, it's sweet, it's savory, it's super good. I don't know if I'll say it's my favorite. Um, I think I lean more towards the classic glaze, but I love the, the blueberry as well. And yeah, the apple fritter. I love the cinnamon, the cinnamon rolls at the donut shops. Uh, anything you can throw a bunch of cinnamon and sugar on, I am a huge fan. 
You know, Phil, I actually took this from Luke recently. Luke had mentioned uh, in some feedback from the podcast that he had put cinnamon into his morning smoothies. And I tried it the other day. I loved it. It was a great add-in, a great uh, little hint of taste of that cinnamon into the morning smoothie. So Luke, thank you for that. That was a big win. Mm, of course. It's a good ad. Phil, how are things, you know, last week about this time, your wife had had the hand injury from sticking her hand into your overnight bag, cut it open with your razor that you had um, maybe haphazardly left uncovered. How is the recovery going for Isabella? How are things in Atlanta? Jake, thank you for asking. Very kind. You know, I do take full responsibility for leaving the razor open uh, in the bag. We are actually traveling to Washington, D.C. this weekend, visiting a good friend, Riley Mohork. Um, and, uh, I can say since then, um, or since we are traveling, uh, the razor has been, um, properly put uh, in its case. Uh, Isabella has made a full recovery here in Atlanta, uh, and things are uh, on the up and up here. So, um, very thankful that she's made the full recovery. We didn't know, uh, how she was going to do, but, uh, through some band-aids and some Neosporin, uh, we've made it all the way back home. Absolutely huge. That's a great recovery uh, for Isabella. And speaking of Washington, D.C., I just looked on Find My Friends, and I have one of my childhood best friends that's in Washington, D.C. area right now, Colton Claxton. That leads us to our next segment, Find Our Friends, which has been a hit really among all of our listeners. Cannot get enough feedback on that. Colton Claxton right now, currently in the Maryland area. Not sure what that guy is doing. My guess is he's visiting family. He's not exactly in D.C. Uh, he finds himself outside of D.C. Um, on a lake, Deep Creek Lake, probably fishing. Uh, probably has gotten a good morning in, good cup of coffee. Phil, who are you taking us to this morning for your Find Our Friend? You know, Jake, since we have special guests, Lucas at Hockley, Magoon, Luke Mangan, I have made my way over to the Midwest where his brother, Andreas Magoon, is on the move. I hear he's doing a live surgery on Zoom on the road just to get his hours in. He is leading the troops there, all the doctors in the surgery room, still in med school but I think he is slowly but surely leading them to their way through whatever surgery operation could be happening in Little in Little Rock, Arkansas today. That is a great word. And we one thing we know about Andres, always on the move and always ready to go under with the knife, 100%. Luke, I don't know, do you have anyone that you've got pulled up over on your end in Bentonville for the Find Our Friends segment? Yeah, I've got someone that I think we could we could shout out. I am looking... Not towards Dallas, where you think you might find him, but in Austin, we have Colin Plotz, just outside of the West Bank Bible Church. I'm not sure what building he's in on West Haven Drive, um, but you know he's getting work done. You know he's planning for the future of this company that he's helping build at 49 Financial, which I am a proud employee of. And he's just, he's doing the right thing. He's stewarding people well. He's stewarding himself well. And I, you can just tell that based on where he is there in Austin. 100%. You know, that strategic visionary mindset of Colin Plotz, we've got to get him on the podcast at some point to break down the future of 49 and, and get us a little bit of inside uh, just into that path, if you will. So great segment from our friends. We know they're out there 
Listeners, if you want to be shouted out as on the Find Our Friends segment, just make sure you follow us and we'll follow you. That leads us back to our next segment of National What Day? That's right, National What Day. First day today being recognized, it's National World Smile Day. Phil, who has the best smile that you know? Jake, I'm going to bring this all the way back over to Athens, Georgia. There was a quarterback back in the day named Joe Cox that played for the University of Georgia. He was a fine quarterback, I think led us to maybe an Independence Bowl win over Texas A&M. But he had a great smile after the hard-fought victories he had with the Georgia Bulldogs. But more importantly, I got a text. He has posted a lost cat sign in Athens with his number 706 424-0425. This cat is gray with whiskers. If you have any idea where this cat might be, please let us know. The ex-quarterback Joe Cox is looking for him in Athens. That is absolutely absurd. Phil, do you think that's actually realistic or do you think that uh, this is made up? Someone's trying to spoof uh, our brother Joe. <laughs> Jake, I'm going to send you and Luke this photo that was sent to me today. It very much so could be a spoof. But uh, with the rhythmical strategy of this note, I really am unsure as to whose handwriting it could be. Unbelievable. Cannot wait to get this text message. Looks like it's coming into our inbox right now as we speak. And that definitely looks like a spoof. But my goodness, that is hilarious as we're getting that live on the RSG in our inbox uh, really moves us on to our next day, National Body Language Day. You know, body language, EQ, there's, you know, IQ is important, but EQ becoming all the more important uh, in the world we live in. And body language is a part of that. And my body language right now, after seeing this photo that you just sent in, is uh, I'm a little bit limp, if if I'll be honest with you. And we know that body language communicates a lot of things. And so just a friendly reminder to our listeners out there today to make sure you take uh, good care uh, of your body language as you're communicating with folks this afternoon. It's chocolate covered pretzel day and you can put chocolate on a lot of things. Um, we know that there's so many great things to put chocolate on and eat and, and devour, but national chocolate covered pretzel day. Have either of you guys ever had one? Chocolate covered pretzels are my go-to snack, uh, at the gas station. You've got the the white the yogurt pretzels. You got the chocolate covered pretzels. Uh, I'm a fan of all of it. I think it's a great mix of sweet and salty. Um, it's yeah, killing two birds with one stone and one snack. Uh, so that's I, I'm 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 proud of this day. I, I I will say that I think I'll celebrate. I think I'll go get some chocolate covered pretzels today uh, and celebrate the big day. We will definitely have to do that, and I'm sure that our listeners will just be flocking to the stores as well to make sure they pick that up. We're going to keep moving in the RSG. Just a, a two quick honorable mentions. It is National Frappe Day and National LED Light Day, yeah. which Phil, Luke, and myself are huge fans of LED lights. A lot of history with those in our camp days. Light shine brights everywhere we go. It, it, it has always been a theme of ours. Um, which is going to move us to our next segment. Phil, intro this next segment for us. We're going to take a little trip. Jake, absolutely. I don't want to leave our last segment without shouting out the Frappe Day. You know Luke Barlow goes into that gas station every time <laughs> Luke Mangan's in there, and he gets a Starbucks Frappuccino drink. He's drinking that thing lukewarm. It's never ice cold. He gets it straight out of the container, and he drinks it in about less than 30 seconds. 
Yeah. And Jeremy Barlow, actually, you know, a faithful listener, he can attest to that. He's been a part of Luke's life, obviously, for 23 years, and he can attest to exactly what you just said. Luke Barlow, uh, rumor has it, drank his first frappe at one and a half years old. Jeremy put it in the bottle for him, and Luke was drinking that out of the bottle as a youngster in our good neighborly place of Coleman, Alabama. And anyway, it's all been uh, uh, downhill from there for Luke. He's just bought in on the frappes. That's right, Jake. Uh, moving on, we are taking a trip down memory lane. Jake, I know that you have been uh, dying to share. What about what, what I believe is your number two? That's uh, right. That's right. Year. Uh, Jake, excited to hear yours. Luke, also excited to hear uh, one of your top college sporting events you've attended. Jake, kick us off. I'll kick us off with my number two in this number uh, in this top 10 countdown. My number two is going back to 2014 Baylor hosting TCU Bryce Petty at the helm for the Bears Trayvon Boykin at the helm for the TCU Horn Frogs in the fourth quarter B Petty throws a pick six and TCU goes up 21 in the fourth quarter not to be outdone Petty throws for two touchdowns. In the fourth quarter, Shock Linwood runs for over 100 yards. In the fourth quarter alone, Baylor scores 24 unanswered in the fourth quarter to win it after a huge fourth down stop on Josh Dotson. Goes down, Chris Callahan kicks the game-winning field goal. As time expires, we rush the field, pandemonium. The profile picture for my mom uh, to this day is still the picture of me and my mom wearing uh, on the field uh, taking a photo after that game. That's still the contact card for my mom in my phone. It was the best Baylor football game I have ever been to, Phil. <laughs> Jake, that is incredible. Uh, you love to know the contact photo is still alive and well, uh, even though you could have updated it several times. You keep it tried and true. Luke, Absolutely. give us your favorite college sporting event, or at least one of them that you've attended in the last 23 years of your life. Sure. I will, because I only get one chance here on the RSG, I'll go with what I think is my favorite sporting event that I've been to of all time. And it actually happened in 2022 this year. Take it back to Bud Walton Arena. The Arkansas Razorbacks take on the Auburn Tigers, the number one ranked Auburn Tigers in Bud Walton, in Fayetteville. Crowd is packed. Never been in a louder stadium before. We have about a four-point lead going towards the end of regulation. I think we're going to win. Less than a minute left. Auburn comes back. And they tie the game. We go to overtime. Um, I'm on the what I think is is the second row that's not courtside. So there's courtside seats, and then there's then the rows actually start. Second row, I'm right there. Um, Sam Pittman sitting right in front of me, uh, a couple rows ahead. Um, Van Horn, I think, is is up there too. So. Uh, the celebrities were out um, and the stars were shining on on the court. People were playing well. The team looked good. And we end up winning by four in overtime. Everyone storms the court. Um, I've got some fun pictures to send you guys after that. My fiance, Grace, uh, an Auburn alum herself, uh, would be furious to hear me <laughs> speaking of this. Um, but it did cause a riff in our relationship, but I think it's still the greatest uh, sporting event that I have I've ever been to. 
Wow, Luke, that is fantastic. You know, you love it when the stars are out in Northwest Arkansas. There's so many of them that you can't even begin to start counting them. I will go back all the way to 2010 as Auburn goes to Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, against Cam Newton and company. You know, this uh, didn't end up the way that I liked it as a Georgia fan. I was prime young and ripe at the age of 12, I believe, at this time. Went to the game with my family. My dad, an Auburn fan, uh, brought uh, his nephew, uh, Micah, and (laughs) Micah, big Auburn fan, uh, during the game. uh, uh, Georgia was winning at one point, up 21-7. I was cheering. He looked at me and said, shut your mouth. (laughs) As I was cheering in the Auburn section. But uh, reading the headline here, unfortunately, the dogs did not win. It was a 49-31 Auburn win. But reading the headline here on ESPN from almost 12 years ago, uh, Cam Newton responded to allegations of wrongdoing with another brilliant performance on Saturday. So you love to see the headlines back in 2010, Jake. We know that you have some headlines from down from Waco and the Waco Tribune that you love to reminisce on. Yeah, Phil, don't get me started on the Waco Tribune. We may have to bring some of those back at some point here on the podcast. But the Waco Tribune, faithful, faithful friend and um, uh, mentor of the RSG. So we are very thankful for those guys. Um, We're going to keep it moving. Those are three phenomenal games that we have right there. We are moving into our next segment. We're super excited about our starting five. And this is something we started a few weeks ago. And we're going to move into the starting five. And today the topic is U.S. states. Which U.S. states are you taking in your starting five and why? So in honor of his guest appearance on the RSG, we're going to give Lucas Ed Hockley Magoon the first pick. Phil, because I know you're still recovering uh, from uh, the injury to your wife last week, I'm going to be gracious and give you the number two pick. Mm. And I will sit in the passenger seat in the back seat with the number three pick. That's great. Go, Lou, go ahead and kick us off. Guys, I appreciate uh, the first pick that I get. And Jake, I don't think you're going to be happy with me. I think I'm going to I'm going to take your baby, but I'm going Texas with pick number one. Hurts me to say it. I don't I don't love love the state of Texas. I haven't spent enough time there to really know. But you got places like Dallas, Booming City, really diverse cities like Houston. Phil, you know Jim and Layla are sitting pretty there in New Braunfels, Texas. My grandparents, uh, a lot of culture down there. Uh, so I'm going to take Texas. It's a big state. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, you can get pretty much anything you want there. So Texas is my first pick. Luke, that's a great pick. We are going rapid fire mode here on the RSG. I'm quickly taking Colorado off the board. Colorado, beautiful. Jake, I knew you were going for it. The sneaky number two pick. Colorado, it's beautiful. You got the Buffs up there, the Broncos, the Nuggets, all the sports teams you could ever want, and the Mountains as well. Phil, that's a great pick. My top two picks have now been off the board, Texas and Colorado off the board, and I have been left in tears. I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee is my number one pick overall. I think um, in a lot of ways, they're similar to Texas. I think they have more uh, seasons up there, definitely a little bit more um, favorable weather. But I'm going Tennessee because I love the Titans. Give me Tennessee. That's a good pick. The Titans now have Traylon Burks, so I am a fan of the Titans, uh, despite my loyalty to the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm going to go with California. 
I think that if you look at a starting five of states and you have Texas and California in them, it's just a, it's a, it's a dominating team. It's a powerful team. Uh, the weather's perfect in California. Spent a weekend there last weekend. Um, my fiance is out there. Uh, shout out to Grace. I told her I'd give her a shout out on the podcast. I probably already have three or four times, but I'll do it again uh, because I love her. Anyway, California is my pick. Um, sending it over to you, Phil. Thanks, Luke. I'm bringing it all the way back to the Peach State, baby. I'm taking the hometown Georgia. I'm loving the list I'm making so far. Colorado and Georgia. You have the Dirty Birds. You have the Georgia Bulldogs. But more importantly, you have the Masters as well. Beautiful Augusta. We know Jake's traveled through there on his way to Savannah many a time uh, with his wife. And Savannah's great, too. St. Simons Island, um, all the way down to Moultrie, Georgia. Shout out to my good friend, Braden Trailer, where the Packers play. I'm taking Georgia with my second pick, Jake. Phil, that's a great pick. I got to get this one while I can. I feel like it's a steal at number six. My second pick, I'm going with Hawaii. I'm taking Hawaii mm. as my number two pick. I don't know if I could live there full time, but in a lineup of five states, I've got to take Hawaii. The diversity, the beauty, the chillness of it. Give me Hawaii. Give me the islands. Hawaii is a great place. That's a good pick. And I do think it's a steal at number six. I am going to I'm going to take us up to the Pacific Northwest and I'm going to take Washington. Uh, this is just holistically a great state. I think I think it excels in a lot of different things that you're looking for. Uh, if you want a you know, place to live, I guess when it comes to healthcare, economy, you know, just setting around you. I think Washington is really pretty. Um, I got to make my way up there. Actually, never been, but it looks awesome. So Washington's my pick. Luke, that is a phenomenal pick. Did not see that one coming. I am going to the other side of the country and taking it from Colorado and Georgia back to the mountains of North Carolina. I'm going North Carolina off the board. I love the coast. You have the beach. You have the mountains. All you could ask for. The Tar Heels, one of my favorite teams to watch. Um, Jake, I'm sorry about last year's tournament, obviously. I uh, was not a fan of that doing. But UNC, Duke, all the great colleges there, Mountains Beach, what more can you ask for? What more could you ask for is maybe for Armando Baycott to not get a double-double. That guy is a walking double-double. He's going to be a first-team All-American. Don't get me started on the Tar Heels. They are going to come in, and they're going to be a hot team. Added a transfer from Northwestern. Their starting five is absolutely deadly. I'm taking Utah. I had to get a Mountain State in there. I love Utah. I love the Red Rocks. It has a lot of diversity. My family is on their way to Utah right now. I will not be on my way to Utah, obviously, right now, because there were other things to do, i.e. recording the RSG from my home base in Waco, Texas. I want Utah. That's right. You have to have priorities. And, and when it's Utah versus recording the RSG, it's got to be RSG every time. Um, I'll throw a curveball in here, and I'm going to go Arizona. Uh, Arizona is a beautiful place. I spent some time there uh, on a spring break a few years ago when I was in school. Uh, the Grand Canyon is one of the more magnificent things I've ever seen. Uh, I was pretty shocked when I saw it. It, does, it doesn't look real. Um, on that same trip, went down and caught a $7 Phoenix Suns game. Devin Booker was hurt, didn't get to see him play. Uh, but that's okay. Got to see Blake Griffin and the Pistons. Um, so a lot to do uh, there in Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale. Uh, got a good golf tournament over there with the waste management tournament. There's a lot of things, a lot of things going well for Arizona. That's my pick at number four. Luke, I love that pick. My wife, originally from Scottsdale, Arizona, claims to have never been to the Grand Canyon. 
says it's not that important. And I said, I am appalled because I went on one of the best family vacations I've ever been on to the Grand Canyon. Like you said, beautiful, a sight to see. Her father later told me on the phone that she had been when she was much younger. But of course, she did not remember as she did not think it was of much importance. The last state, second to last state I will be taking here. Give me the show me state. I want Missouri as my fourth pick. We spent amazing summers there in Branson. You have St. Louis. You have Kansas City where Jake Bardell is now residing for now. We don't know if he's on the move. We don't know where he's going next. But Kansas City, Columbia Mo, great places. And you can't forget about Springfield where the Cardinals play. Uh, Missouri at my number four pick, Jake. Get on your feet, Springfield, and take me to the weirdest place on earth, Branson, Missouri. That's exactly right, Phil. Great pick for Missouri. Um, Arizona, Luke, my family's at the Grand Canyon this morning. I got photos this morning from the south rim of the Grand Canyon. And uh, we're going to launch into this next one here. Guys, I'm going Alabama. Probably not a popular pick for most folks, but I love Alabama. Love Birmingham. Love the Tuscaloosa vibe. I love the uh, the beach vibes down in Gulf Shores. I think it brings a lot to the table. Steady state, healthy state. I want Alabama. Mm, it's a good pick. Good pick. I enjoy Alabama as well. Um, and I think we've all we've all spoken to this. Auburn's a great place, a fantastic place. Don't know much about Tuscaloosa, um, but with my last pick, thankful for it still to be here. I'm going to go with my home state of Arkansas. I think Arkansas is one of those states that can fend for its own. If we didn't import anything into the state for the rest of forever, we'd be fine. We got good farmers. We got good, good business, good local people. Uh, shop local, Walmart uh, up here in Bentonville. Uh, just kidding. That's I don't want to say that. But um, Arkansas is what I'm going to go with. The Hogs are on the on the rise. Uh, looking forward, like you said about North Carolina, um, Arkansas's basketball team looks fantastic this year. Um, starting five full of either four or five stars. Really excited to, to see what's going to happen this year. So Arkansas is my pick. Thankful for it still to be on the board. Didn't expect for it not to be on the board. So That's good, Luke. Last and not least, my final pick, and I'm going to get some flack from this one. I'm going Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma. I love OKC. I love Norman. Aside from that, there's not much around. But I think Oklahoma slept on a lot of people. Uh, don't really love it, but Tulsa is also there, of course. Shout out to Luke Mangan and Andreas Magoon and Matt Mangan, all Tulsa grads. I was just about to say, you cannot leave Tulsa, that golden city, under the right. bus. That city is thriving. We love Tulsa. My wife is just from uh, is from just north of Tulsa, so we're gonna have to keep Tulsa in the fray as well. With my fifth and final pick, I'm going the stretch for. I'm taking South Carolina. In my top five, they're my number five pick. Very diverse group here from my, my top five. I'm taking South Carolina. Love Charleston. Love the beaches. I've had a great experience there. Uh, Myrtle Beach. We're going to take South Carolina. That's going to wrap up the starting five. This was a fun segment. Really hard to do. Uh, I feel like made it a lot more interesting with three guys on here. Absolutely, Jake. I love it. Finally, with the final uh, results here, we have Luke with Texas, Cali, Washington, Arizona, Arkansas, myself with Colorado, Georgia, North Carolina, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Jake with Tennessee, Hawaii, Utah, Alabama, and South Carolina. 
a full diverse list here. I'm saying that Luke has the second best list. Jake, number one, me, number three, as it resulted out. We'll see what the listeners have to say, but that's just my take. Phil, that's a good take. You know, we may put this list out on the RSG and have actually a poll that we put out so that our listeners uh, can jump in and be able to vote and see which list they would take here to see who they uh, most concur with on the RSG. We're going to keep it moving. It is college football Saturday coming up. We've got three games tonight. No surprise, Nebraska plays again on a Friday night. That's just the MO for Nebraska these days. They can't get a Saturday game to save their lives. But we're going to go to Tuscaloosa, Texas A&M at number one, Alabama. A ton of controversy in the offseason. Does Jimbo Fisher and company stand a chance going into Alabama? Do they cover the spread? What are you guys looking at in this game? Jake, I think for this one, I'm looking at Jimbo and I'm saying you have to show up. If he doesn't show up for this game and it's a blowout, I think Jimbo gets in the hot seat. A&M has too much pride to admit right now that Jimbo has not done as well of a job as they would like. I think A&M's got to show up. They may have a chance in the first half. Bam, I run away with it in the second. Yeah, I don't I don't think that AM stands much of a chance here. Their offense is there, there's no offense other than uh A Chain. Uh Devon A Chain, is that his name? Um if it hadn't been for him, I think the Hogs would have won by 40. Uh yet we lost. That's okay. Um I, I do think that Alabama's gonna be too powerful regardless of the quarterback that they start. Um uh, but yeah, it's a step up game for for AM. If they can get it done, that's a it's a big teller of what Jimbo's doing, but I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. You know, they lose at home to Appalachian State a few weeks ago. They lost at Mississippi State last week. Tuscaloosa, uh, intense environment. I don't see it happening, again, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Had to throw that headliner out after all the controversy this offseason. And the other headliner, before we move into our college picks, I won't spend much time here, but Eastern Michigan at Western Michigan with tickets as low as $9 at Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo, Michigan. This game is going to be one that maybe just a couple thousand people will tune in for. It is not going to be highly attended. Had to put it on here because it is East versus West. Excited for this one. I'm going to take Western Michigan in this game. Eastern Michigan is abysmal. They are not a good program. I'm taking Western Michigan. That's going to launch us into our college pick -em. Speaking of abysmal, that's the word that Luke Mangan used to describe Phil Addison's output last week after a 2-8 and eight campaign in the college pick -em. Feel like Luke gave me a little bit of, of some flack. I went six and four, which is not great, um, but but you know went six and four, so that gives our standings right now at Jake at twenty nine and twenty one, and Phil falling under five hundred for the first time all year overall at twenty three and twenty seven. A full week of games here, uh, full slate in week six. We're going to get things started with number eight Tennessee at number twenty five LSU. Phil, Luke, who do you have? Jake, it's a hostile environment, as we know, in Baton Rouge, a Death Valley. I've been there before. Tennessee has a great offense. Pass defense, not awesome. I'm going with the upset. Give me the Tigers at home in Death Valley. We're going to keep this thing rolling. And while my pick'em's on fire right now, I want to keep it while it's hot. Phil, I, I actually agree with you here. I'm going to go LSU in Death Valley. I think that Tennessee's been tested a little bit by Florida and Utah, but go into an environment like this is going to be a little bit different for them. Uh, if LSU can slow their offense down, uh, I think that LSU stands a really good chance of winning. 
Guys, I think LSU has a good chance. I don't think they have as good of a chance at 11 a.m. in the morning. I think Tennessee is going to take this one on the road, 11 a.m. My good friends, Hunter Ward, Jordy Barksdale, will be in attendance at this game uh, down in Baton Rouge. I'm taking LS. I'm sorry, I'm taking Tennessee in this game uh, by 14. Jake, you love that. And you also love to hear that Joey Peterson is currently on his way to Baton Rouge to watch his Tennessee Volunteers play. Speaking of going on the road, TCU undefeated goes on the road to Lawrence, Kansas for college game day. This is a game that the entire nation's going to have its eyes on, Jake. Who do you got? Phil, I'm taking none other than Kansas. I think all the metrics point to TCU. I think they have the better team. I think they have more talent. But Kansas is playing with a chip on their shoulder, unlike anything since 2008, the Todd Reising, Mark Mangino campaign. I'm taking Kansas at home. They're going to ride the momentum. They're taking this one all the way uh, through till the fourth quarter. It, it's going to be a close game, but but give me Kansas. Yeah, this one's going to be a shootout. I'm actually going to take TCU. I think they've got the number two scoring and uh, just yardage offense in the in the country. And Jalen Daniels of Kansas is is fantastic. That's why I think it's going to be a, a shootout. But I think that uh, in the end, TCU is going to overwhelm them just a little bit. Luke, I like that pick, but I'm going the Jayhawks here. I want to keep it rolling. My father-in-law is a big Jayhawks fan. He's still hot about the national championship last year, and he's going to roll with undefeated Jayhawks as well. 100%, no doubt about that. We're going to keep it moving. Arkansas, Luke, this is your school. This is your, your team, your home state here. Arkansas Razorbacks on the road, traveling Will Rogers and company at Mississippi State, number 23 Mississippi State. Who are you taking in this one, Luke? Yeah, very hostile environment. Um, KJ Jefferson had a concussion scare. Uh, he's kind of in a, in a protocol right now. If we don't have KJ Jefferson, I think it's a tough one for us to win. Uh, I think we could be creative with with Malik Hornsby in the in the backfield, but um, without KJ, I don't think we get it done. Um, but just under the assumption that maybe he does play, I'll take the Hawks. I don't. I'm, I'm never going to root against the Hawks. Never going to pick against the Hawks. So I'll go Hawks. Luke, I like that pick. I know Arkansas had a tough week last week, and the expectations uh, for that game were potential upset. Um, but now I know that they got some fire under their bellies. I know Sam Pittman's going to go into Starkville hot. Uh, I, I don't think Mike Leach and company, they're going to be, uh, I think, too high uh, off of the A&M win last week, uh, and they're going to miss some plays there on defense. I'm taking the Hogs as well. Jake? Phil, give me the pirate. I'm taking Mississippi State in this one. I don't, I will not be rooting for Mississippi State, but I'm taking them at home. Their offense is clicking right now. I think the KJ Jefferson situation has me a little bit uneasy. So here on a Friday, I'm going to go ahead and take Mississippi State. That takes us to the most unhyped Cotton Bowl, maybe of all time. Texas, one and one in the conference, and Oklahoma, 0 oh and two at the bottom of the Big 12, facing off in Dallas. Texas State Fair, Cotton Bowl weekend, Texas OU, who you got? Jake, this is the first time these two are unranked in a very long time in this game. I can't believe it. Oklahoma's a seven-point dog. Even though I'll be cheering for the Longhorns, I do think the Sooners are going to pull it out. They have looked abysmal on defense, but I think it's going to be a shootout and Oklahoma wins. Yeah, I'm going to actually take Texas here. Who would have thought that the, the marquee Big 12 ranked matchup would be TCU and Kansas and not OU Texas? Uh, but if especially if Quinn Ewers plays, uh, it's going to be Texas's game. Oklahoma's defense looks really bad right now. I echo that, Luke. I'm taking Texas as well. Quinn Ewers, Hudson Card, I'll take either one right now. Oklahoma's giving up yards uh, like crazy. I'm taking the Longhorns in Dallas.
Phil, this next game, Auburn at number two, Georgia. Is it even worth a discussion? Jake, no way, no chance, no how. Dogs by 30. Dogs by a lot. I'll take the dogs. I will also take the dogs as well. There's not much to say on this game. Georgia's superior team, we're all taking them uh, in Athens. North Carolina at Miami. This is a tough game to call right here. Who are y'all thinking in this one? This is a classic air it out type game. It's going to be all over the place. You're going to see a lot of turnovers, a lot of touchdowns. I'm taking the Tar Heels. I'll take Miami here, home field advantage. I think that North Carolina hasn't looked like quite the team that they have in the past. I'm going to go with Miami here. He's taking Miami, and I'm going to take the Tar Heels in this one as well, Phil. I'm going to agree with you on this one. UNC, after losing at home to Middle Tennessee State, I don't know if I can pick them the rest of the year. Um, we're going to skip ahead here in our pick them. We're going to hit two more games here. We're going to hit number 11, Utah, at number 18, UCLA, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, in a breakout season for UCLA. Who do you all have in this one? You know, Jake, the Bruins are hot right now. Chip Kelly is on a roll. But I think Utah is the better team. But give me an undefeated Bruins at home, baby. I like it in the Rose Bowl. Since the Utes uh, lost to Florida, they've won by an average of 35 and a half points. I think they're fired up. I'm going to go with the Utes in this game. He's going with the Utes. My heart wants to take UCLA. My head says to take Utah. I'm taking Utah as well. UCLA barely beat South Alabama. I'm taking Utah in this one. Jake, I can't believe you tried to skip over my alma mater, my first alma mater, Georgia State and Southern. It's state, not Southern, baby. The Panthers have looked abysmal. They're going to beat the Eagles this weekend. Phil, I'm going to take Georgia Southern over Georgia State in that one. Georgia Southern's offense is dynamic. I'm taking Georgia Southern. I'll take Southern as well, Phil. Jake, rattle us off this last game for us. This last game, number 16, BYU at Notre Dame. I'm taking BYU on the road. I love what they're doing right now in Provo. Give me BYU. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman and company are going to get back at it at home. Luke, who do you have? I'm getting Notre Dame. I think it's a neutral side. 